Chapter 25 If Shri Sai Satcharita The leelas in this chapter are all about Tamu Annarasne how he sought refuge at Baba's feet as he had no offsprings although he had married twice and the unique way Baba blesses him by giving him four mangoes and the miracle of the mangoes starts unfolding The next two leelas mentioned here are about his business speculations on cotton and of trading in grain and Baba prevents him from doing so and thus saves him from severe financial losses I shall now narrate his life story then talk about how he resolved to bring a flag every year for Ram Navami as a token of his gratitude to baba for blessing him with children damodar savla ram rasne his ancestors hailed from rasin and they were known as the rasin kars and later the surname rasne was adopted damodar rasne was one of the earliest of ahmednagar citizens to learn about sai baba and to receive the benefit of issue in the most remarkable and unexpected manner and to be a means thereby of broadcasting baba's fame in all directions he was a very humble man and began as a poor bangle seller who also sold utensils but all his transactions were yielding a good profit and he soon became rich He had everything in life to make him happy but he had no issue Seeing his first wife gave birth to no child he married a second but even the second there was no child Astrological curiosity made him explore into his horoscope and he found that in the putrasthan a papi was situated namely Ketu and there was no guru influence to overcome that evil therefore the local astrologers who were consulted declared that an issue for him was impossible in this life he had heard of sai baba and went to see him baba had kept apart eight mangoes to be given to him from a basket of mangoes that had come to him the local children were the recipients of the rest of the mangoes and some children wanted more when baba said there is nothing the children pointed to the eight mangoes baba said they are for damia but the children said damia is not here i know that he is on his way he is coming said baba then baba went out Some of the petted children of Baba stole away four mangoes and when Rasne came there were only four mangoes remaining As soon as he came Baba gave him four mangoes saying eat and die Damodar was perturbed by hearing the inauspicious word die but Malsapati noting his perplexity told him that it was a blessing to die at Baba's feet Baba was enjoying the humor all the time and the word die which he used did not refer to physical death 
but to the spiritual death which is the same as Brahma, Pramada, coming upon one who gets deeper and deeper in samsaric life with the birth of a child after child and death of several of them. Baba came to his rescue and said, Damya, do not eat those fruit yourself, give them to your wife. Damya said, which wife was it to be given to? Baba said, Give it to your second wife, she will have eight children. The first and the second would be boys. Name the first Daulat Shah and the second Thana Shah. Taking up his notebook, immediately Damya wrote down their names. His wife begot the children as stated by Baba, exactly eight children, one after the other, and the sexes being in the order given by Baba. It took 15 years for all these children to be born. Perhaps there is an astrological explanation for this. There, in the written horoscope at Damya's birth, there was no Guru Balam to overcome the Papi influence, but the all-knowing and all-powerful Guru of Damya was Baba, and his Balam was there in 1897 and his favouring glances could overcome all the adverse influence of all the planets put together. The first was named Daulat Shah. He was known as Nana Sahib Rasni, who was a trustee of the Shri Sai Baba Samstan. Daulat means prosperity and fame. Nana Sahib did a lot of work for the Samstan and carried on Baba's propaganda by spreading Sai faith by lectures and other means, and he was fully deserving of the name Daulat Shah. Damya, deriving a blessing of this very rare sort, was the means by which Baba's fame for grant of issue and other similar blessings, even in the teeth of adverse planetary influences, got wildly published in the town of Ahmednagar. This was around 1895-97. Damya, wishing to show his gratitude, undertook to pay for the expenses of a grand ceremony, that of the standards of flag procession, that took place every Ram Nomi day. Two very tall flags were nicely decorated and carried from the mosque through the streets of Shirdi on that day every year and finally brought back to be planted at Baba's Masjid to remain there as a mark of his residence of the very compassionate saint. Damia was not content with this service and was always ready to undertake further trouble and expense for Baba in other matters also. At the time of the reconstruction of the masjid, he had made his contribution, as also at other similar occasions. Baba's Help in Business On one occasion, a Bombay cotton broker told him that having a good lot of rupees 50,000 or 60,000 with him, he could safely speculate in cotton and get lakhs, and that too very quickly. 
At once Damia wrote to Sharma to ask Baba for permission to launch the speculation. When the letter came to Baba, Baba said, Damia wants to catch the sky. His head is wrong. He is trying to think of lakhs. Write to him that his present position is not bad and ask him not to think of lakhs. After the letter came, Damia with a great regret dropped the idea of cotton speculation. Finally, he thought he would directly go and meet Baba and induce Baba to give him permission by offering a share of the profits to Baba. So he went to Shirdi and, when massaging Baba's legs, was thinking of his plan. Baba at once said, Damia, I am not a part of it. This is that Baba was not going to be a partner in any speculation or similar affair. Baba did not want money at all, and if he wanted, speculation was not necessary for him. On another occasion, Damia found people trading in grain. So he wanted Baba's permission for himself to make a trade in grain. Baba said, No. He was wondering why, because his friends were saying that the grain prices were rising and if grains were stored up, cent percent or more profit would be the yield. But Baba said, Are, you will be buying at five sears and selling at seven sears. For a month or two, the prices were rising, and Baba's prophecy seemed to be falsified. But when Ashwin came, the monsoon rains were abundant, and everywhere the crops were excellent. So the prices fell, and the grain hoarders suffered losses after losses. Damia discovered that Baba had saved him from another calamity. Finally, I will narrate the Leela of how Baba's tooth got enshrined in Shivaji Nagar Temple, Pune, that was built by Nana Saib Rasne. Baba gave his tooth to Kashibai. The bridegroom was from Nifad, so Kashibai left her parents' home in Shirdi and accompanied her husband to Nifad. She was quite happy at her in-laws' home. They were farmers and were economically stable. However, a year later, her husband died. At that time, Kasibai was pregnant. A son was born, and she named him Madhav. Madhav was five months old, so she returned to Shirdi and stayed with her parents. Kashibai did all the household chores and looked after Madhav. Her parents were rather poor when Madhav was about two years old. She decided to work in the fields. Every day she brought Madhav to Dwarkamai early in the morning and then went to work. At dusk, she used to take Madhav back home. Thus Madhav was left entirely in Baba's care. When Madhav became four years old, he started doing chores for Baba. Baba gave him one rupee daily. Kashibai, however, struggled trying to make both ends meet. One day, she came to pick Madhav, and she accosted Baba and said, 
Baba, you give all and sundry huge amounts of money. How come you give my mother but one rupee? Even though he does your chores, this is not fair, Baba. Baba replied calmly, The money I give others can stop at any time, but I will never stop giving money to mother. He said, I am your saviour, the saviour of destitute women like you. Kashibai could not understand what Baba was saying, and she yelled, Oh, my husband he died five years ago. Baba flew into a rage hearing this. Seeing his ferocious form, Kashibai stealthily took Madhav home. Frightened, she did not go to the masjid for the next two or three days. Baba, however, kept asking where Madhav was. Then he sent a messenger to fetch him. Kashibai and Madhav came to the Dwarkamai and stood meekly before Baba. Baba smiled and beckoned to them to come close. Then, gently pulling out one of his loose tooth, he placed it in a handful of udi. Then he tied it in an old rag and gave it to Kashibai, saying, Keep this safely with you. Allah bhala karega. On returning home, Kashibai made a talisman of the tooth and udi and tied it around Madhav's right arm. When Kashibai died, Madhav Rao decided to go with his family to Nifar. The above information is taken from Sri Sai Leela magazine, year 1976. How the tooth became enshrined in Shivaji Nagar temple in Pune. Damo Anna Rasne of the Sri Sai Satcharita chapter 25 lived in Ahmednagar and then moved with his family to Pune. There he bought a chawl, that is a multi-storied building in Shivaji Nagar. His son Nana Sahib bought two rooms in the chawl and converted it into a shrine in 1945. Devotees from far and near flocked there to attend the artis and festivals. Gradually, their numbers started increasing. On Thursdays and festivals, the shrine was packed to suffocation. Nana Sahib realized that soon a temple would have to be built to accommodate the devotees. He sought the help of another devotee named Nikam. Nikam was working for the police department in Kade, and upon Nana Sahib's request, He resigned and came to Pune. A small temple was built in front of Rasne Chol and Baba's photograph was worshipped with due formalities. Nikam put all his energy into building the temple. He also looked after and took care of the maintenance of it and the overall administration. One night he had a vivid dream in which Baba told him to go to Nifad and get his tooth from Madhav. This was easy, as he had met Madhav several times in Shirdi. Simultaneously, Madhav dreamt of Baba, who said, Give the tooth to the person who will come to you tomorrow. Nikam 
went to Madhav Rao's home in Nifad and found Madhav Rao waiting for him. Madhav was surprised to hear about Nikam's dream and he happily handed over the talisman. In 1950, Shri B. V. Narsan Swamiji did the sthapana of the photograph and Baba's tooth and chillam. The tooth and chillam are housed in silver padukas of Baba in this temple. This is a beautiful temple and it is a must-see. Before concluding this chapter, I will give a brief account of the wonderful seva that this humble man and his family did for Baba. Damo Anna's eldest son, Nana Saib, did great service for Baba as a trustee of the Shirdi Sai Baba Sangsthan. He was responsible for the smooth working of the prasadalai and was rather strict with his employees, and soon it flourished. Damo Anna, on the other hand, spared no expenses in doing seva for his guru. He, along with Anna Chinchnikar, purchased the land in front of the Nandi so that the Sabha Mandap of the Samadhi Mandir could be extended. More details on his philanthropic deeds will be described in detail in the chapter of Building of the Samadhi Mandir. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram